Hello, race fans. Welcome to another episode of Short Track Guys Podcast, brought to you in part by Story and Black Roofing. We've got you covered. Metal, slate, tile, asphalt, shingle, or locals you can trust. Story and Black Roofing, right here in Pensacola, Florida. Give them a call. I'm your host, Thomas Pattis, alongside two of the same old short track guys in the studio, as always. Jim Pokrant, driver of the 07 sportsman and 2021 sportsman champion, and Ted Baver. Ted Baver Video Productions. What's up, guys? Greetings. How you doing? Evening, everybody. Yes, 12 days to the 56th annual. Can you believe it? I know we did this before with the countdown. Right. But that was for the preview, which we're going to get into in just a little bit. I'm going to give you a rundown on the show, but it's 12 days until the big one now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Miss Snowball Derby pageant downtown Pensacola was a huge success. We're going to announce the winner here. If you, in case you missed it, we'll catch you up in all the news there. Uh, the Dash for Cash winners in the Snowball Derby preview on Saturday was a blast. We have a, <laughs> we have a, a big rundown on the winners there who took the money home and some uh, little news on what that sportsman car is up to. The Story in Black preview, uh, the Crown Stock 40, uh, what was also held Saturday. Uh, got some news on that and the winners and maybe a little bit of news that we can bring up uh, with some controversy. I don't know. We'll, we might have to make that up. Anyway. Oh, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> we, can, we can always make up controversy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It happens. It's racing. Well, we don't make it up. We just stir it up. Yeah. <laughs> The Solid Rock Carriers Thanksgiving Classic on Sunday. We got the entry list coming up with that. You don't want to miss that one. Ted's got huge news on the on some yes. names that we might have been throwing around these walls here in the studio. Wall Stadium Speedway uh, in Wall Township, New Jersey, the 50th annual Turkey Derby. That's going to come up with, with the ground pounders of Matt Hirschman and Blewett and all those guys. Uh, maybe see some Myers involved with that, but we will find out. Uh, the Hangtown 100 uh, in Placerville. The quarter-mile dirt track out east of Sacramento in Placerville, California. There's a name and some cash we're going to throw around. It's no big surprise to anybody. (laughs) Not much. We've got results from the NASCAR South Carolina 400 at Florence Motor Speedway. We went over that last Wednesday, and we have the results on that. Dale Jr. was involved with that. We'll tell you how he ended up. uh, Maybe maybe better than you thought. Maybe not. You'll have to wait and see. The Bill Bigley entry. Uh, the 8th Annual Memorial 128 down there at uh, Freedom Factory in Bradenton, Florida, coming up this weekend is a huge deal, and we've got uh, we've got the entry list on that. Let's talk about the Derby, um, the pageant that went down uh, in Pensacola this past weekend. Berkeley Harp, congratulations, girl. Uh, beautiful, beautiful ceremony and everything, celebration. You guys were down there. It was, it was a nice time. It's a good time. <laughs> it was fun. I enjoyed it. I went down there and had a few Crown of Cokes and watched the pageant and <laughs> I sad to see that my buddy Mike's daughter didn't make it, but um, all the girls were pretty and and everything was nice and they the way they ran it was really well, and uh, they had some you know good judges. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Robbie Harvey was actually one of the judges this year. He wasn't uh, the announcer. They had Brent Lane from uh, Cat Country. Right, <laughs> he's always a good time. <laughs> oh, he's a yeah, he's a knucklehead. <laughs> yeah. But we had a good time. It was enjoyable. Then walked around downtown after that and. Saw some of the sights, but man, it's it was great. And congratulations to that young lady. We get to see her all year this year. Yes. Yep, wearing the crown. She got a thousand dollars and some jewelry. So uh, she'll represent Five Flag Speedway all year. Uh, well, I am sure. I hope so. Oh yeah. The Snowball Derby Dash for Cash winners. Now that was a uh, an event. Uh, what they call Run for the Money or Run for the Dough, or right. in our case, it's a uh, Dash for the Cash. Dash for um, <laughs> Dustin Smith. Uh, just east of here from Mobile, Alabama, with a time of 16.693. That was <laughs> just, pretty close to the second guy, wasn't it? Just 
barely outran. Yeah, like 100, a couple hundredths of a second. Conor Okrezik and them were just shocked. They couldn't believe it. One thousandths of a second. Yeah, just, I mean, that's that was insane. <laughs> it's like six inches. Yeah, 16.694 was Conor Okrezik, and yeah. that one thousandth of a second earning $500. Terry Seneca and the Prolate models with a 16.862 took home $300 in a Seneca chassis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, recommend, recommend that name. You know, he builds yeah. those cars. So, yeah, and, and man... Orion ain't no slouch. No. So, you know, I'm, I don't know if Terry's going to run the car at the Derby or not, but that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, he's got $300 <laughs> to start. Kyle Purvis and the Modifieds, uh, Timothy Watson, the Outlaws. Wow. Trace, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Timothy Watson, a 28 car in that Outlaw, they just took home the money. Uh, and he's going to be someone in the Outlaws really to look for, too, yes. uh, as well as Kyle Purvis and the Modifieds. Right. That's going to be, uh, those are two or the want to watch and i kept thinking kyle purvis had something to do with jeff purvis but he's, he's no he's he he's run the modifieds of mayhem for a while and matter of fact there was a couple of years ago he came down here won a feature on friday night got in the truck and left and went all the way back to ohio and won saturday night wow dude's from ohio he's pretty he's a, he's a modified ace man i don't know if he's anything for cody stickler but that's going to be a that's going to be a battle yeah definitely <laughs> Yeah, no, one of the truck uh, competitors that we were mentioning last week, Trace Capers, uh, takes home the money in the pro trucks. And um, about what can you say? He's gonna, he's probably gonna put up a little fight with Grant Thompson this I, year. I would imagine. Well, he, if he you remember, he beat Grant the championship yes. night. He won the race, and yep. he's running the top three almost every time this year. He's unloaded that at zero one truck. I call it the ten truck. I apologize to Trace Capers and his team. It's the zero one. Good driving young man, good truck, and man, good luck to them at the Derby. Yeah, it, a lot of it is luck. I mean, you can get out there and you can get tore up quick if you're not careful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, then we moved to the sportsman. It was James Patrick. Um, what do you say? You know, he's, he's <laughs> guys, you got you got some work cut out for you. And Jim happens to be a, a sportsman champion here talking about it and was out there practice. And uh, how did your preview go? It went all right. We got one good run in. Car's comfortable driving. I just don't have the speed that the 11 car has, and I wonder why. <laughs> mm, um, yeah. You know, we, we and, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, and I'll continue to say it. We need a tech crew. We have none at Five Flag Speedway. There's mm. some people that need to be in there looking for stuff because this gentleman gets on that one that gets on the internet and cries and whines about how everybody's cheating, but yet he straight away this in the last race. Yeah. 19 <laughs> 5. You realize that two years ago, the fastest qualifying lap was a 21 flat. Right. Mm-hmm. Now we're, we did 2050s the year on last year on seven inch tires. Now we're down in the 195s. Now you tell me that that car's legal. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but he, he cries about everybody else, but yet he showed up with a body on that card. I guarantee you ain't legal, but okay, do what you got to do, brother. And it's on you. It's on the track to find it, but. They wonder why the sportsman class is shrinking. I mean, to be very honest with you guys, I'm thinking about selling my sportsman and building me a crown stock because it's gotten to the point where I can't afford the expenses. Yeah. I mean, Even with is. good sponsors that I have and the people that help me, I just can't afford it. I mean, to upgrade my car to what they've, they've let them run now that they're actually adding stuff to it this year, it's $5,000. Yeah. I don't have $5,000. Yeah. So I'm thinking seriously about building me a crown stock and go have fun all, all across the country. I can run that car up at Winchester. I can run it at Bristol. I can run it at South Florida. I can run it all over the place. Yeah. And have fun, too. 
Yeah, and enjoy enjoy being in a race car and not spend uh, every nickel that I've got. Well, rule creep will get you. I mean, if they they let you get one thing and then they start fussing, they want something else. And, you know, well, just... if if everybody remembers, there's a bunch of cars sitting around from the old super stock class right. that they eventually let them put aftermarket bodies on, and then the class dwindled down to four or five cars, and it went away. I know where four of those cars are sitting right now, and they're worthless. Right. <laughs> Because the, the rules have changed and they, you can't do anything with no, them anymore. They go, in my opinion, what we should have done, and I know hindsight's twenty twenty. they should have combined sportsman and pure stock and made the outlaw, the, the crown stocks the beginner class. Right. But they've screwed that up too because now everybody can drive a crown stock. So why wouldn't I run one? And well, the intent behind the outlaws was to get some of the, the old pro late, the late model cars back out of the shed and that didn't work out oh no not when you got brand new chassis running in it you right. know it was a big spring deal and then no then we let them run coal overs and then everybody started coming in with new stuff yeah. same thing with the trucks the trucks were you know a guy who runs sportsman could pull his 602 out sell his car buy a truck and be competitive yeah. that's that's all gone now and they don't under these promoters don't understand this uh, i remember talking to somebody who had just bought himself or had built an outlaw stock he said he got eighty thousand dollars in that car and like why <laughs> yeah. Well, when you can win, what, I think it pays $1,000, $1,500 to win a feature? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at our class. We ran the season championship race. Tim paid us $500 to run. T- we run extra laps, and we got we got the same amount we would have got if we would have run 25 laps. I mean, I hate to be a gloomy Gus here, fellas, but it's getting ridiculous. And And my buddy Ben always says, well, you can't keep money out of stuff. You're right. You can't. But what you can do is have a tech crew that does the job, that gets stuff squared away. Right. So I'll get off my soapbox, sir, <laughs> yeah. but I'm I'm going to go out there this next weekend. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to load my car, and I'm going to race, and I'm going to bring it home, and we'll see what happens after that. All right. And rounding out uh, the dash for cash there in the pure stock, so it was Robert Barber. And Robert Barber puts a little cash in his pocket, maybe make a little bit of an improvement to come back and uh, – you know, run for that uh, at Derby win in the pro stock or oh. pure stocks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but hey, that that was a, the dash for cast. That was a um, rotational practice and the preview. Um, man, the Snowball Derby preview also had the story in black grouping crown stock 40. Yes. And there were 50, I think 51 or 52 yeah. entries. That was more than that. I think, I think they ended up qualifying like 58 cars. Uh-huh. There was like 62 on property. Right. And several of them had problems and had to load up. So... Um, yeah, that was, was that crazy. was insane in the membrane. Yeah. yeah, they took the top 30 uh, in qualifying, and then the rest of them, I believe there ended up being 24 in the B main that came in. They took the top four of that and right. transferred. So they started 34 cars in the 40-lap feature. Uh, I know those guys, man. They had a good time. Well, oh, yeah. the thing about it was we expected a wreck fest, and those guys put on a show. Yeah, and it was it not was, nearly as bad as what I thought it was going to be. I thought no, it was I going felt to so bad for our only, and this goes back to they need to do something by rules. The, our, the only local driver that had anything for him was Hunter Lambert, right. and he broke. He was all over that leader. Boy, he was pushing that guy. The guy was starting to get loose. Right. Hunter was pushing him hard, and then they had a restart, and something broke on Hunter's car. But, you know, our local guys really kind of, Sucked high and tit. They were yeah. terrible. I mean, I think the best finisher we had was like 17th. 14th. 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 Yeah, yeah Braden Kitchen. Yeah. That's crazy. That is insane. Yeah. I mean, these these guys come in. Of course, Tim tried to make it up the other night on the show saying, well, we got catching up to do. No, you don't. We have a set of rules. Right. You show up, you don't have the rules. We had enough cars. We could have sent 10 of them home. 
Yeah. We could have said, look, guys, you can, you're going to uh, – or have about 100 pounds of lead and go, here you go. Put <laughs> that over on the right side floorboard. <laughs> bolt it down because you're going to run that because you're not going to come there. I mean, you, you should look for your local guys, not to allow them for guys to come from out of town and get smoked. Oh, they, got, they got spanked. Yeah. Okie, I, mean, uh, I think Oki finished 11th, and he was – Set the the highest finishing semi local driver. Yeah, in the class. I mean, but I mean, but I mean, just you look at the 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 crown stock guys that run here. Those cars that came here, there was the, the car to finish second won the Winchester four hundred portion uh, crown stock port of the Winchester four hundred. They all have standalone uh, wiring harnesses. There's all kinds of stuff that they're not supposed to have. Right. The rule book says stock, not hey, I'm going to build my own stuff. <laughs> You know, the, and, and you know, it's the guy that sat on the pole, he would have started second in the pure stock feature. Right. Mm. Oh, wow. Lord. Yes. Yeah, that, and probably that's... could have ran with the pure stocks. Would, yeah. have, would have finished top three in a pure stock division. So you tell me hmm. what needs to, I mean, and, and like I said, I'm sorry, I don't mean to get on my, my high horse guys. I don't. But, you know, as a racer who loves doing it and it's getting to the point where, you know, a guy like me is being out, pushed out the door. Right. But the guys with money who want to build $20,000 race car to win 500 bucks, they don't <laughs> care. Oh, I'm just talking about. But they could move up a class and won't because they suck when they move up. And that's just the truth. I've seen it happen with several drivers in our division that moved up to the trucks or whatever, and they were terrible. Right. Had to move back to sportsmen because they, they can win in that class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I can't say much. I've been in that class for years, but I didn't. I don't win every single race either. And I, you saw what I won the championship with, and they got protested. So Yeah. But what a great race. I mean, I would love to see them on a regular snowball derby weekend. I think that that'll happen next year. They they put on a show. It was, I mean, and like I said, we expected a lot of wrecks and problems. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't really that bad. The <laughs> only dumb thing I saw was a guy running second in the B main, hooks the leader, and wrecks him in the third place car. Yes, that, that was that, so stupid. It, they were both in the race. Yeah, why didn't? Why don't you just get on the radio and tell your spotter to, to the guy in front of you? Hey, man, we're just going to ride right here. All four of us need to get in line. I mean, he wasn't in there. He drove off in there and hooked that old boy. He got rich bickled. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the leader luckily saved it. Yeah. The guy that didn't. But I mean, he got turned, and hit the outside wall, and then the other car wrecked, and hit head on, and he didn't. He didn't make it back into the race. I'd have been mad. Oh, very. <laughs> I mean, but. What a good show. What a great show. I, I, I look forward to next year with those guys. <laughs> yeah, not such a, a beginning class or even an entry level. Uh, Zachary Curtis, uh, down there in Central Florida area, uh, comes away with the win. Mike Stacy from Springfield, Ohio, uh, comes in second. Chucky Hearn from Homosassa, Homosassa yeah. Florida, uh, comes away in third. Tony Bromley from Jacksonville, Florida, is fourth. Dustin Wilson from Bradenton, Florida, down there where we just talked about in that Freedom Factory area, comes away fifth. And, uh, yeah, beginner class or entry level, I, they put on a, they, they acted like and drove like professionals. Yep. Better than I say some divisions I've seen. Speaking uh, of professionals, we have a few in, uh, well, the Solid Rock Carriers Thanksgiving Classic this weekend coming up with the entry list with Ted, and uh, that big race is coming up on Sunday. Yes, it is. It, it's going to be a, a great show. There's no doubt about it. Let me, uh, Run down the, the list of entries we have so far. I don't know if it's going to get expanded or not. We'll, we'll check it out and find out. Uh, we have Chase Burrow, Brendan Queen, Ronnie Bassett Jr., Mason Bailey, Alex Fleming, Cody Bryant, Deke McCaskill, the name I've, we've discussed every once in a while here before, Trent Barnes, Andrew Grady, Clay Jones, Adam Resnick, Garrick Bird, Jake Crum, Jared Fryer, two names we've kicked around quite a bit, Ryan Millington, 
Caden Honeycutt, we heard a lot from him. And the best name so far that I've heard, Truett Monkey Miranda. you got to love somebody who gives himself a nickname, Monkey, or somebody gave it to him. I don't know how he earned that one. But then there's uh, Josh Dickens, Cole Bruce, Aaron Donnelly, Di- Dylan Newsom, Jonathan Finley, Michael O'Brien, Josh Berry, who we'll be talking about some more here in a little bit, Katie Hettinger, Dean Shiflett, Adam Murray, and Doug Barnes, Jr., wouldn't you love to hear Robbie Robbie Harvey say Butterbean McQueen? <laughs> yeah. I think that would be a good one for him. Go along with that Jackson Boone. Boone. Jackson Boone. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 yeah. How long can you hold it uh, in Bubba? <laughs> I think we were we were supposed to come up with a nickname for yeah. not, not Brandon, but there was another one because we've done the Minnesota Missile. Yeah. We've done the Timinator. Yes. Actually, Ted has. <laughs> well, but, well, I mean, the Short Track Guys podcast crew will take credit right. for yeah. all of that. But there was another one, I think, it was in this uh, this mix that we're doing yeah, we'll, that we'll figure we were, it out. Well, yeah, we don't have to come. We'll have to come back to them. So that one is a Southern National Motorsports Park this coming weekend. The Turkey Thanksgiving Classic 2023 Thanksgiving Classic entry list there. Uh, It's going to be a good one. We'll touch base on the the results on that next Wednesday. We got to go again. There's another one. 50th anniversary Turkey Derby at Wall Township, New Jersey, the Wall Stadium Speedway. With the ground pounders and some guy's name Matt Hirschman or something like that. Yeah, we're that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Jimmy Blewett and all the guys up there in the <laughs> ground pounders. Um, man, that's uh. Anytime you get to see highlights of those ground pounders and the modifieds, yeah. uh, they they get it done for sure. Yeah, that Hirschman guy. I think he's won a couple of races One or two, this year. Man. Just a few, we've, we've you know, did, just it. enough to just enough to get on the radar. I think <laughs> yeah, just just enough to make everybody else go, oh, him again. I would expect <laughs> to see him down at Speed Weeks. Yeah. A new Smyrna this, uh, this Oh, coming. he was there last year and came yeah. there. But yeah. he won everything last year, or this yeah. year, I should say, because it's still this year. Everything outside the modifieds, he's going to take care of for sure. Yep, yep. <laughs> okay. And uh, this is another one's a Hangtown 100 at Placerville. Oh, my Lord. Speedway. Uh, just east of Sacramento. It's a quarter-mile dirt track. The big winner and a little bit of cash, I think it might be $25,000. Yeah. USAC National Midgets. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy that. named Kyle Larson. Uh, I've heard of him. Oh, uh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Driving for HendrixCars.com, yeah. the number one K. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't exactly given to him. He no, didn't. it wasn't. <laughs> no. He started 16th and yeah. methodically worked his way like Kyle only knows how to do yeah. and uh, got past a bunch of good names we're yeah. going to throw out here in just a second. Yeah, and, and there was just... There is a watching the guys hit the cushion, literally hit the cushion, and then hit the wall, <laughs> roll over, flip about twenty seven times. It was awesome racing. No yeah, Gavin it. Miller, uh, Gavin Miller, the uh, driving up there in front, and I think it got away from him a little bit, and uh, the right rear tire caught the caught the fence up there in the cushion and kind of turned him sideways. And he did a little gymnastics move down into turn three, and luckily uh, he was safe and got walked out of the car un- unscathed, but uh, the car not so much. No, he was a little disintegrated. Kyle Larson, Logan Seabe, Shane Golubic, uh Justin Grant, and Carson Macedo, the top five there. Uh, Emerson Axum, Buddy Copoid, and some of those guys that we uh, have thrown around in this studio. The Walls have heard more names than uh, yeah. that they have, but um, they they put on a great show, and you know, anytime Carl Larson gets behind the wheel, I don't care if it's a tricycle. <laughs> He's a favorite. Well, I'm yeah. interested to see in the, the Indy 500 next year. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be probably do better than, than – I think Kurt had the best finish of any – or maybe it was maybe it was Robbie Gordon. 
that's had the best yeah. anybody tried to double. Tony Stewart, maybe it was Tony. I don't know, one of those oh, three. Yeah. But I, I'm interested to see how well he does because I'm telling you, everything he adapts to, he kicks behind in, so it's going to be interesting. <laughs> be fun to watch. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And be fun to talk about next week, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So we go to the results uh, there for the South Carolina 400 at Florence. We got uh, mentioned that last week. Uh, this was a big one with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Um, and some of his, uh, his, I guess, what do you call them, protégés? Yes. Carson Quapple and I don't know if Caden's with the uh, Junior Motorsports. He that, is. They are. They both, both, they both drive him. for Junior. But the, the 62, or Josh Berry, is now with uh, Kevin Harvick. But yep. they're all together because Harvick, uh, Earnhardt and Jeff Burton now own the cars tour. Yeah, and been very successful too. And they had a lot of cars this past weekend with Kate Brown coming away with the win. Caden Honeycutt, Carson Quapple, Josh Berry, Brendan Queen, uh, the top five there. Uh, 250 laps, and the, the difference between first and second was 1.819 seconds. Hmm. There's a pretty big gap there uh, at Florence. Um, junior comes away eighth, uh, Connor Zilich. Steven Nassi was down there, finished 11th. Uh, Sam Yarborough was 15th. He actually won, uh, I think the locked in 150, which granted him the pole, uh, but he ended up 15th. And Katie Hettinger, not the finish she expected, but uh, comes away 18th. And Doug Barnes Jr. running out, I guess, down in the back. Not good for him either. Something probably mechanical, I would guess, but Doug Barnes Jr. was 23rd. But that's one of those races we need to put in that uh, field of dumpsters we have, yeah. South Carolina 400. <laughs> In, any cars to a race actually would be a good one. I tell you what, there was some young kid that uh, showed his behind. I saw the video of it today. They He was a lap down, and they kept trying to stop him and put him to the tail of the field, and he kept swerving around the official, and they finally parked him, and he did this stupid burnout down pit road and got out of the car flipping off officials. I believe that kid should be suspended. That'll make some friends and influence people right there. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that that helps sponsors and everybody else just yeah. want to go. That's my guy right yeah. there. <laughs> I want to help him. <laughs> yeah, I want I want all his stuff. Help yeah, him off the uh, track. <laughs> that Jeez. kind of activity is not really welcome no. uh, and not safe for anybody. Um, and I think uh, I think it was a family member or a crew crew member or something got uh, got involved with that and the. Uh, they are facing disciplinary actions, and which is well deserved. You just don't yes. pull that kind of stuff; it's too dangerous. No, I mean pull in, flip the, you flip the tower off. That's you know you're mad. They get that; they won't suspend you for that. But doing a burnout down pit road, suppose your throttle hangs, well. <laughs> and then you go driving into somebody's truck or somebody's standing, and you you lose control of your car and you kill somebody. You know it's it's dumb. Don't yeah, speed okay. down pit road. Don't do anything stupid like that. Get yeah. on the racetrack and handle it. But Good Lord, people, pay attention. And these young kids need their dad to take them out of the car, take them over a knee, and give them a good spanking. Yep. <laughs> With yeah. a belt. That'd well, stop all yeah, that. you can you can look at that, and we can go to a, a scenario uh, in an argument, and you have to own your actions. Yeah. And yeah. if you get upset and you blow your you're cool and uh, you hurt somebody without the intention, but the intention is to defend yourself, uh, and you end up hurting someone, you have to own that. and. Mm -hmm. You know the Tony Stewart deal right. uh, in the spring That's cars. <laughs> he, you know, I have a I have an opinion about that, and it's just that um, I I think it was one of those situations. Uh, his attitude got to him. Uh, you're not going to point the finger and say, "What about me?" Uh, I'm Tony Stewart, and I'm going to gun it just a little bit as I go by you. And I think it it was a mistake. It was unintentional, but he had to own it. 
Well, yeah, well, that kid shouldn't have grabbed his race car. Yeah, he shouldn't have got out of the car. Got out of no, yeah, no, that was just no. dumb on a on a darkly lit racetrack. But yeah. I mean, the point is, Tony shouldn't have gassed it up either. It's kind of both their faults. You can't give them a manslaughter charge, but you come down pit road doing a burnout, something hangs, and you hurt somebody. Yeah, you can go to jail with a vehicular manslaughter charge and it does right. not help the track out either because they can be held liable as well so you can well i mean you go over. running into people on a racetrack like all that stuff that goes on at bowman gray they do not understand that you plow into somebody like that and they get hurt you you don't think you can sue oh well, yes you, you get you a can. good enough attorney yeah. Yeah. well and, that was it you have to own it you yeah know? well, if you're well gonna make that decision mm-hmm. uh you you don't understand the consequences well, you just don't until do it. it happens yeah, yeah. Well, you just don't do yeah. it and the thing is that when this all changed for me years ago when a, lo- when a lawyer convinced a jury that a sprint car is a street legal vehicle should have insurance and be registered because the guy flipped a sprint car and killed the flagman and his flagman's wife sued the race car driver and won a million dollars from this poor old truck driver they'll never see a dollar of it wow but to me, then if that can happen, that little piece of paper you sign that's a waiver, don't right. wave no, nothing. No, it's, it's not even worth a paper. It's no, on. it's not. It's just something they have to do. Yeah, yeah. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't yeah, do exactly. It. Just don't. It's you want to get out? It. You want to get out and go throw fisticuffs? Go beat the crap out of each other. Leave the cars out of it and stop trying to hurt other people. All right. That's where the boxing ring and the boxing gloves come yes. in handy to put in the racetrack. Yeah. Yeah. Put it right there where the start finish line is, and if somebody wants to go after it. You know, after the race, then, hey, here's your gloves and go after it. Who do you want? Ring that bell. Yeah. <laughs> ding, ding. That's it. It's safer and, and it's more entertainment on top of the ticket prices. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah. That's, 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 yeah. Well, the big one this weekend, the eighth annual uh, Bill Bigley Memorial 128 down there. They've got over 51 late models down there. And I wow. have just a snippet. I'm going to do the top five here just from looking at the entry list. Steve Doerr, Michael Bilderback. Luke Fenhouse, Albert Francis, and Johnny Sauter, just, just to get going. Um, the, the laundry list of top-notch drivers oh, in this Lord. race is unbelievable. Ty Majeski, yeah. um, Stephen Nassie, Colin Allman, Dustin Dunn, uh, Brett Holmes, uh, Jake Finch, Jet yeah. Nolan, uh, Cody Stickler. Yeah. You know, these guys are coming from all over the country. Jeff Storm and Michael Bilderback are coming down, and they carpooled. <laughs> from up north they to come down here <laughs> well that is an srl late model race too it's not the asa deal it's SRLs, which is a ricky brooks series and they've been growing pretty big this year i i have to admit i i've been to one of those races and they're impressive yeah, they are they're very good they're very well run yep the, they get things done and moving Right. And uh, well, SRL Racing Mobile, our boy Bubba Pollard won. So, yeah. you know, Bubba's got several SRL wins this yeah. year. So That one, Auburndale, was very well put together. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think they, they know what they're doing, so it's it's going to be interesting. Yep, 30000 to win, 1200 to start, and 4000 for a fast qualifier. That wow. will be Saturday. Ooh. Saturday night coming up, the 8th annual Bill Bigley Senior uh, <laughs> Memorial 128. Um that's going to be a huge race. We can't get wait. We can't wait really to get in touch with uh, the results on that one. That one, right. I I think there'll be a little controversy in this one. Yeah, I, I just have a feeling it's in my bones. Mm, could be a little bump and run action. Action. <laughs> you never know. It's a little old bitty racetrack. It just might just shove somebody out of the way to win it. Yeah, excuse me. Pardon me. Coming through. <laughs> yep, excuse me. I'll just. I saw the video of that Winchester deal. That's all. I'm gonna put that on Stephen Nassie. You want to start on the outside an old racetrack like that and. Put this young kid who's hungry underneath you? Nah. I'd have took the bottom and used him up. 
Well, before we before we really wind down and sign off, I've got uh, a little trivia question. I particularly want to throw out to Jim because I know Jim is pretty much a walking almanac. Anything racing, <laughs> yeah. there is no Maybe. filing cabinet. There are no notes. There aren't anything, and it's something you're not going to see because it's all in his head. <laughs> and it's pretty impressive. You get to talk to him. You can yes. sit and just listen for a long time. But this is a trivia question, and I'm, or a trivia scenario. That I'm going to throw out to see if he knows. In 1987. Uh, Rick Hendrick had been uh, a car dealer and been a car owner in the NASCAR series for three years, going on four. Uh, he had drivers such as Jeff Bodine, Daryl Waltrip, and Tim Richmond. And in 1987, Tim Richmond fell ill and couldn't race. Uh, the question is, who filled the spot and got behind the wheel and ran at Riverside, not only in 1987, but back again in 1988? I want to say it was Rick Hendrick because he 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 did because at, at, when he run the second race, his insurance people came to him and said, ah, uh, "No more of this stuff for you," because he'd run some sports car races. Hmm. He used to run the Corvettes too at, at yeah. the twenty four hours of Daytona stuff. He 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 uh, he definitely was told by his he was worth too much money. <laughs> at that time, he was he was on the way to being a billionaire yep. with all his car dealerships, and his people were like, "Dude, you you need to get out." <laughs> yeah, we like we like you enjoy your sport, but yeah, it was Rick Hendrick. Ladies and gentlemen, Ta-da. children of all ages, that <laughs> happens to be the correct answer. It was Rick Hendrick. <laughs> Unbelievable. See what I mean? The crowd goes wild. There you have it. And that's not really something that even NASCAR fans that that study and read and go to school about would would know. I mean, that's that's, uh, that's, that's hidden deep. Well, that was around the time that I was getting all the stock car magazines. And when I got them, I went in my room that night and I didn't watch TV. I sat and watched and read every page of Circle Track, Stock Car, uh, Winston Cup magazine. I just read all that stuff. Man, that's... Yeah, that was pretty cool. Rick Hendrick, Rick, and he did pretty good, too. The thing about it was he didn't do too shabby at all. I <laughs> well, think- somebody had to drive, and uh, he had his equipment, and he got in and did it not only in 87, but back in uh, 88, he did it the following year at well, Riverside. So, uh, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> uh, doesn't well, surprise me at all, but, you know. Here's an add-on to that one. Who drove Who drove the car? Well, they, they, they put the 25 up. Who, who, drove, the, who drove that for that team, actually? While that while they were deciding on what Tim was going to do, and they they held a, they held the twenty five, it was another number. Mm. Mm. That one I have no idea. Benny Parsons, okay. number thirty five. That was a follow up trivia. I yeah. Didn't, yeah. I thought I was listening to continuation of that. It was I mean, the I same thing realize. when when, when yeah. he did, but and then Tim Richmond came back and drove a couple races and won, but he was so sick he had you know everybody knew he had AIDS. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got sicker and sicker. And as a matter of fact, they, in the movie Days of Thunder, you know, you blew the engine, you telltale tack, you did it deliberate. That came from Tim Richmond because the very last race he was in, he blew the motor all to pieces. He stuck his foot in the clutch and blew it up because he was ready to get out of the car and he never went back. Hmm. Well, well, real quick, while we're, we're doing the old school um, kind of NASCAR stuff, um, we have lost uh, a very – um, instrumental part yes. of NASCAR this past week. Dream and I uh, thought I'd turn that over to Jim again, uh, and, and have some thoughts and prayers out to the Ken Squire family. And, uh, Jim has a little bit of knowledge behind, uh, Ken Squire and, and his career somewhat. Well, he owned and still to this day, the Squire family owns Thunder Road in Vermont. That was where he got started and he got to be doing an announcing and then, he eventually got to NASCAR and he did the first live, which was the 1979 Daytona 500. That was the first live 
flag to flag coverage of a NASCAR race and he did it. Yep. And, you know, his famous, you know, there's a fight that they have lost. The timbers are flaring, <laughs> you know, and, and then he had to, rem- I said, what was funny is when they did that race, they had to remember that somebody was going to win the race. They were talking about the wrecks. Like, <laughs> Mike Joy was one of the car- uh, commentators for MRN. He's like, oh, it's Petty and Waltrip. But my favorite, of course, is when Squire called Daryl Waltrip in the 89 Daytona 500. It belongs to Franklin, Tennessee's Daryl Waltrip. I still get goosebumps when I hear that because Ken Squire was a great announcer. Probably my favorite NASCAR announcer of all time. And uh, he's going to be missed. And and if you go to Dirty Mo Media, they did an interview with him called Next Level with Alan. One of those kids over there interviewed him and some of the stuff he talks about is incredible if you ever get a chance to listen to it's next level dirty mo media give it a listen give the ken squire it's, it's like three or four episodes with ken squire yeah. very very informative very neat but he's seen some things <laughs> oh god and it just thoughts or prayers out to his family right. and uh we're gonna miss you ken we just just to hear your voice again and it rings in my head and i can hear it like it's yesterday all right yeah I, amen to that and uh you certainly have uh uh, going to miss it, and there's going to be uh, some awfully, awfully big shoes to fill, if any. Uh, right. But he will always have a spot in everybody's NASCAR hearts and in racing in general, because uh, he did a lot of uh, outside work, and uh, we're certainly going to miss him, and, and so is the industry. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, until next week with uh, all the results of what we've gone over uh, in this episode 14, season three. Uh, it seems like uh, every every time we turn around, it's flying by. It's hard to believe it's almost three years now. But, um, guys, it's always a pleasure uh, to get with you and talk short track racing and, and all different uh, angles that we can come up with. Um, it's a pleasure to do this every week with you guys. And um, anything, uh, last words before we do our infamous? Nope. Well, one thing next week we probably won't be we'll be doing a live from uh snowball like derby yeah. the first opening night with the uh chili and everything and we'll yeah. be parking the cars that night and uh we'll be doing a little live gathering like we do every year and uh next week there just won't be a podcast normally for us no but thank you guys for hanging in there with us we appreciate right. it please share us give us a like um give us a five-star review where you can help us move up in the algorithms and buy our merchandise we got some shirts and hats and we'd love to see some people at the derby this year wearing them we're going to bring some with us thursday and and come get a shirt from us and say hello right and we also want to wish everybody happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving (laughs) happy turkey day everybody and yes and just remember be thankful for what you got because it could be a lot worse yeah don't eat too much no (laughs) take all the naps you want that's it i'm going to be yes all right well until next week guys it is a one two three let's Let's go Brandon. brandon good night everybody happy thanksgiving be strong america thanks for listening